Welcome to Sisters by Design podcast. This is Miss O, and today I'll be speaking with Miss Teresa, who is going to give us her testimony. So, Teresa, tell me um, a little bit what your life was like before you were incarcerated. Well, I was married, uh, had um, three children at the time, a nice house, nice car, husband, and um, a woman of God was real, you know, I was in church, so I was actively in church, working, uh, a very happy life before um, the incident went down and I um, was incarcerated. Okay. So, if you don't mind, tell us what happened and how it is that you ended up in jail. Well, my husband was cheating in anger. I have to say it was an evil spirit that landed me there. Um, Caught him cheating. Anger consumed me. Anger consumed me. So it was, I went for a violent crime, and I don't want to get into all the details, but it was a, a violent crime. He was in surgery for 13 hours, and I was facing murder one if he didn't make it out of the surgery. Mm-hmm. They said it was premeditated because I went and found the weapons because the weapons were in the house, and so I came back and I attacked. And so they call that premeditated because I left the scene to go get the weapon to come back. Okay. So um, got through all of that, was arrested. Uh, the children went with family members and a really good girlfriend of mine. So the children got separated. And um, I went and I did my time, uh, which was really hard because I had just had a newborn baby. So that was traumatic. But God, see, in the midst of everything, I always have to say, but God, because I was still a saved Christian woman who got caught up in the moment of anger, not thinking, emotional, hurt, you know, all of those things that make you go to the left. Mm -hmm. So now I've done this crime. The kids are separated, you know, I lose the house, I lose the car, I lose the husband, Uh, my children, they lose a relationship with their father because now he's at the point that he don't want to have anything to do with me or the children. And so right now we're still praying that he will have a, a relationship with his children on some type of a level. And so this is 24, 25 years ago maybe 26 years Mm -hmm. and he still don't have a relationship an ongoing relationship with the children and so it's just been hard but to god be the glory i was able to remarry you know and continue on with a family so now i'm here in north carolina you know 25 26 years later um living a really blessed christian life and everything has been restored Everything's been restored. So God is a keeper. And I mean that. And I just want to encourage anyone who's going through anything, incarceration or uh, 
the state take your children? Because that was a part of what happened to me as well. Initially, the state took the children. And it was such a process. But family stepped in. So they didn't all go to um, foster care except for my one son who had a different father. He ended up in the foster care system. So all of that was just hard on the family. And it was a lot to deal with. But however, we all back together now. You know, and it was a really, really hard, a long process. It took me, once I got home, it took four, four years to actually get custody of the children. So that was a nightmare to go through because every time you go to court, you know, you think you're going to get your children this day. And they say, do this and, you know, see a shrink and go to AA meetings and go to Alcohol Anonymous. You, you go to parenting classes. You do everything the courts tell you to do. Mm-hmm. And you figured you did everything and you go to court and you still don't get your children back. So it took actually four years to get them children back. But they did come back. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't give up. It can be very discouraging, uh, a parent trying to get the children back after the state has taken them. That's some whole other level, mm-hmm. you know, to have to deal with in all the wickedness that's there. Uh, but God, he kept me focused. He kept me strong. Um, I stayed around good people. I still had my church family. I didn't lose friends. I didn't lose my employment because after I got out, I was able to go get my job back. To God be the glory. That, that was good. Um, so I had people that had known me because I had never been in trouble. And I remember in the courtroom, the judge was like, we don't have a record of you anywhere. And I was like, yeah, and I've never even been suspended from school before. So it was sort of like a, um, a good girl kind of life. Mm-hmm. You know, I had my in the back, in the dark, in the booth <laughs> moments. You, you know what I'm saying? And um, so I wasn't the neighborhood goody, goody, two-shoes two girl. But, you know, I had, been, I had never been in trouble before. So I just have to tell you, Miss O., God can keep you even when you think he's not there, you know, and so I made it through. So here I am today working with you at this nice place here and on your podcast and um, happy and blessed. The children all grown now, you know, uh, remarried, got grandchildren now. So life is just good, but it was a hard process at the time, but you stay focused. You know, you keep trusting God, and whatever road you on, you just go ahead and travel it. Like for me, when I came home, it was good. My job took me back at the dry cleaners. You know, um, my pastor, he let me get in a house that the church had given to him, and it was sitting over there empty. So I had somewhere to come home to because, you know, when I came home, I had probation and parole. Mm -hmm. And a lot of folks would say, Don, you know, you got both of them. You know, so I leave the probation officer and then go to the parole officer. And that was kind of hard. And I had, you know, a thousand hours of community service or something that needed to be done. So it was it was tight. I had fines, you know, but by the grace of God, I have to give God his props. He allowed me to just do one thing at a time, do it successfully, and I made it on through. And four years later, I had my children back. 
but when you're on this road, you can't give up. You have to stay focused. And that's with anything in life. You have to stay focused because you get hurt. You know, it's so much disappointment along the way when you come home from being incarcerated because you think this is the day, this is going to, and then it's not the day sometimes. And you don't want to lose focus. So I'm just here to encourage, again, if someone is dealing with coming out of be from being incarcerated, stay focused and know that it's not easy, but you can win if you stay focused and stay on the path that God um, has for you. And some days you'd be looking like, you know, where you at, God, because, you know, this ain't looking too good. Mm -hmm. But um, you hang on in there, you trust them, and it's going to be okay. So, you know, I haven't really thought about that life until you asked me about doing the podcast. You see, because it's like 26 years later. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's way in the past now. Uh, but I'm glad to be able to, um, to do the podcast just to encourage someone, you know, stay focused, stay with God, stay on the course, and God will vindicate you. God will vindicate you. And um, me and my husband, now we didn't talk just a, a couple times because one of the things with the court with us is that we were not to have any communication or any contact. Mm -hmm. And so... For him to see the children, we would have had to go through a family member or something like that. But because he had promised that he didn't want to do anything, be involved with me or the children, that was sort of an easy way for him to just not have any contact at all. Because it was court order. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it was a way for him to just go on and have his own life and not deal with me and the children anymore. And we survived all that because by the grace of God, you know, um, I did an absolute divorce, and with an absolute divorce, you don't need the other person to be there. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, you don't need the other person to be there. All you have to be is, like, separated for a year. You know, you can go online and look up that if, you know, you need to deal with that in your life. And um, I remarried. Had some more babies. <laughs> Got a new house, a new car, a new husband. So God is just good. God is just good. Well, let me let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. um, after you got out, mm -hmm. did you have feelings of um, low self-esteem, or did how did you feel when you were first released, actually coming back out into society? Because how long were you in? You know, well, I did uh, a couple years. And I can't say I came out with low self-esteem uh, because even while I was in there, you know, even when you're in prison, you know, you still have Bible study. You have people, you know, you meet people while you're there. You know, there's other women there that's, um, you're learning their story and what happened with them and how did they get there. And they have children and family. And I had a little bit of a hard time because I didn't have visitors. But I would get mail, and um, someone would put some money on my books, but I didn't actually have visitors, and I had just had the baby. And so, um, once somebody brought the baby, and you know, he's like a month, six weeks, eight weeks old, and you know, we, I'm crying, and 
um, they like, oh, you crying. You know, we're not going to come back up here if you're going to be doing all of this. You know, but I had just had the baby, so my hormones were still all over the place. Yeah. I had just had the baby. And um, so that was kind of hard. But I, I always have to go back to thank God for how he sustained me. And a lot of what's going to carry somebody is your personality from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Your personality, you know, your way of thinking. Now, and I was sorry that I got so angry that it landed me in jail, landed one of my children in foster care, and my family had two of the children, and my girlfriend had two of the children, and then I had one child that was in foster care because he had a different daddy. So it lets you know something about family, too, because family didn't take all my children. Yeah. And, um, you know, you sort of think, so that was hurtful. I had a, when you realize that things like, Dawn, nobody's going to just take all of my children. They can't all be in the same house. You know, um, you realize, hey, everybody ain't picking up your slack. You know what I'm saying? So that, that, that was something else to deal with there. The children was all separated. I was very emotional, but I wasn't like depressed. Because mm-hmm. I I never was. You know what I'm saying? It never was. So your personality uh, is going to carry you. If you focus, if you've always been focused, you know, you'll still be focused even in the hard time. If you're a little sad and depressed, well, you'll be sad and depressed, you know. And so, you know, I don't know if I answered your question. So when I came out, you know, I was very focused, you know. um, I was very focused, and so being incarcerated, you know, you're working with um, your lawyer and the other folk counselors, you know, the guy that goes to say, well, you know what, I went and visited your job, mm-hmm. and they actually said that you was a good worker, and they would gladly take you back. So you, whenever you have something hopeful said, you know, grab onto it. You know, if something is a good prospect, you know, grab on to that because that's something good you know so i gravitate towards something good okay you know yeah so so what would okay so this would be my last question okay what would you tell someone who may have done longer than two years and Mm -hmm. they're coming out after 15 20 years what would you tell them to give them that reason to keep going? Well, you got a brand new start. So anything, all those things that you were thinking of good to do, keep that and go after it. You know, because when you're in there, you think about a lot of good stuff. You think about that aunt you want to call and spend some time with or you would think about some good food you want to eat or you can just be thinking all your good thoughts that you had while you were in there I want to cut my hair like this you know what I'm saying I you know you might have been in there looking at a magazine and the dress was nice you know or the pants was nice whatever it is whatever good thoughts that you have be prepared to start working them and don't put a timetable on yourself. Be free. Because sometimes when you, you've been gone for a while, when you get out, 
things are not the way you remember them. Mm -hmm. You know, so-and-so might not live in that house anymore. Or the people are no longer at that job. You know, you might have went in and she, uh, the person was in school, but now you come out, they a doctor. You know, so relationships will be different because you were locked down or locked in and they were not. So they had an opportunity to develop on the outside. So they'll be in different places and you were on the inside. So we just had a routine. So every day is the routine while they're out moving and shaking and things are happening from not being incarcerated. So give yourself time, give yourself time to think, um, check out all your resources, you know, make sure you're going to be safe. You know what I'm saying? And so you may have to depend on somebody and if they're willing to help you take it, mm -hmm. take it. You know what I'm saying? And you know, talk with them and let them know what your plan is. You know, I'm thinking I might need to be with you for a year, maybe even two, you know? And then if, you know, it's the opportunity to graduate, you know, to move up in four to six months, then do it, you know, but don't be afraid. Don't keep looking at the mistakes that you made. Just move forward. See, you can't go forward if you're steady looking back and remembering what it used to be. Yep, it sure was like that, but it ain't <laughs> like that no more. And, and you just keep moving forward. So that's my encouragement to keep moving forward. Don't beat yourself up. You know, uh, a lot of times we have the opportunity to get close with God. And he has forgiven us and your family still love you. So gravitate towards that and just be positive and trust God and it will, it will work out. So yeah, definitely just keep moving forward. You cannot go forward looking backwards and yeah, that's big right there because you sort of just remember what happened the day before you got locked up. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? You know what you was doing that day you got locked up or the night before, but no, everybody has moved on and um, get right in with them and ask them, um, where's the barbecue, who's having the barbecue, <laughs> and uh, you know, who going to church on Sunday and, and just go ahead and enjoy your life and um, be happy and be, stay positive and just give yourself time. It's going to work out. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you for I having me. I have really enjoyed this time. Thank you for being so transparent mm -hmm. and just knowing that there is something that you said that's going to help somebody else who's been in this situation. Well, I that. That's the plan. That's the hope to be able to encourage someone because yeah, the next thing you know, you'll be talking about this 26, 30 years. And I don't think of it on most days. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, I'm moving forward. I can't be thinking about that. So 
I'm glad to, um, that you asked me and that, you know, I wasn't so scared to talk. After all, you made it easy for me. So I'm encouraged now, thinking I might get a podcast. <laughs> well, thank you, listeners, again. This is the Sisters by Design podcast. Stay tuned. Look us up on Anchor.